0: Hello, and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach, and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you, and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are, helping you find a more positive way through your grief. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Widow Podcast. It really is lovely to have you here again. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about grief and what it has taught me. Now, it's been quite hard to do because grief has taught me a lot. It's taught me a hell of a lot. And I've kind of whittled it down to to six points um, that I I guess maybe felt some some of my my bigger learnings I suppose, um, but like I say there are there are so many there are so many, and and this is just me this is just my story um, my learnings and. And how I've I've grown, I suppose, as a person since losing my husband. And I wanted to share them with you. And I'm sure some of them you'll resonate with. Some of them may, you may not. You may not be there yet. You know, it's there's there's things I've learned, but they've taken a long time for me to to learn them. Um, it, it's not something that you kind of just get straight away. Um, you know, it's been nearly five years for me. So I just I wanted to, to, to share these with you um, and feel free to share any of yours with me because I think there is a lot to be learnt in grief. There's a lot it teaches us. I think my first point is um, in grief. I have learnt that I can do things I never ever dreamed possible. Never in a million years. When I first heard that my husband had died, my my initial overriding thought and, and feeling was I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. This is going to be impossible. And I don't know everything I need to know to do this on my own. And that's from the practical stuff to the parenting stuff to to going on holidays and the emotional stuff. There's so much, there's so much. And I have, I have figured it out. I have figured a lot out. There's, there's things I haven't figured out. And I don't know that Simon would have known and could have taught me, um, but we can't do it all, right? And it really has been, a place of discovery i have learned things about myself that i never knew existed it had reveals it it has revealed parts of me that i only ever dreamed of my capabilities and as a result of that you, you know my confidence has grown my self esteem has grown and i think the, the understanding that you know whatever Whatever it is you think you can't do, there's a story that you've put in the way. And where you've got that story from will differ. It may be from your childhood. It may be from something somebody has said to you. It may be from a a job, you you know, a a boss has said something and it's stuck. Maybe something you've just completely made up in your head. We all do it, right, all the time. We make up these stories, these limiting beliefs that hold us back. You know, at the end of the day, our brain will believe what we tell it. So we have to make it believe. We have to tell it that we can do it. We can figure it out, you know. We may not know now what we need to do and how we can do it, but we can learn Especially in this day and age with with YouTube and the internet, you know, you can learn anything. Um, I mean, God, if I can go out and learn how to tow a caravan and and take it away on my own with two young kids, you know, the world is your oyster, right? So, you you know, it, it it will push you out of your comfort zone. It will take you to some very challenging places. But you will work through those things and you will have moments of euphoria where you feel utterly invincible because you'll go oh, i did it i did it that was me i conquered it and i achieved it and you will feel like superwoman and it is the most amazing feeling in the world and it's the, and that will push you forward you know once you start doing these things once you start pushing yourself you will see what you are truly an utterly capable of, and you really will be able to do things that you never dreamed possible. Secondly, the most important thing in the world is the people in it. Stuff, we all get a little bit hung up on stuff, and it's nice to have stuff, it is, it's nice to have things that, you know, that the, you know, all the fancy fandangled stuff that comes out these days. Um, cars, houses, the holidays, um, the clothes, the shoes, the handbags. You know, it's nice, but it's momentary. And what really matters, what really gets us through life is the people in it, 100%. And I have always been, I have always been so um, motivated to to invest and spend time with the people I love around me. And it has always brought me so much joy, so much happiness, so much contentment. You know, that feeling of just being around everyone you love its the best feeling in the world. So I guess in in some respects, it's it's not a new learning because I had it before. But what it has done is it cemented it, it strengthened it for me because without those people in my life, I don't think I'd have done as well through my grief as I did, and you know, life is short. People don't live forever, and it, it's really helped me understand that we have to make the most of the people around us as we can, you know. And obviously, life happens, and we we can't always be having a lovely time with our family and friends, but they're so important, you know. Those connections, those bonds, that they are what get us through, you know, and being with people that nurture you support you love you inspire you that is that is going to be one of the biggest determiners of how well you do through your grief through any any challenging time in life and it is making time for these people you know making time for those that you love enjoying them investing in them and making them feel loved And supported and being there for them too you know because we all need each other at at times and I think another sort of point really is that even though Simon died and and you'll all understand this that when you lose someone you love they're not here in the physical presence anymore but the, the connection that we have continues even after their death And I think, you know, when we work on those connections in in life, we have to work on them in death, too. They're so important, you know, to be able to carry people in our hearts, to honor them in in their life. It, It really does aid our healing as much as it does to remain connected to the people that are around us here and now and invest in them, be honest with them, talk to them, make time for them, make people feel how you want to be made to feel. And and that, that is what will make life truly meaningful and truly special. My third point is that even through our darkest days, there are lessons, there are opportunities, and there are positives. Now, had somebody said this to me in the early days of my grief, I probably would have snapped or maybe punched them in the face <laughs> because it's not what you want to hear. You, you, you know, and I understand that. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're so in your grief. It's so raw. It's so heavy. It's so painful. And for somebody to come along and say, there's an opportunity in this. There's a positive in this. What is it? You're like, are you kidding me? Really? Right here and now. So I say this from a place of, of reflection, I suppose. It wasn't something that I I learned very early on. And it's something that I had to, to learn to understand. But wow, do I ever understand it now? And, you know, wherever you are in your grief journey, it may be something you already understand. It may be something you're nowhere near wanting to even think about as a thought. And that's fine. Everything's fine but one day, one day you will, you will look back and you will see that there were opportunities in it. And, and they can, they can be many different opportunities. It may be to move closer to your family. You know, you may have moved away with your loved one and you can go back to your family. Um, It may be that you can give up your job and do something different. It may be that you move house, um, that, new friendships. There's getting to know you better, you you know, and and understanding you and and seeing you for all that you are in all all your beauty. They're opportunities. And saying that doesn't mean that you're glad your person died because, oh my God, that that was great. I was able to do this. It doesn't mean that. Remember, you, you know, two things can coexist, the good, the bad, the happy and the sad. And I think it's really important to remember that. So when we look back and say. There has been opportunities. There has been positives in this. That's not saying that you're grateful for their death or that that is a reason for their death. It just means that you are able to see what has come out of it. And maybe you have found some some meaning in it. You know, we learn so much about ourselves in our darkest moments. We really do. If we can open our heart and open our mind to the learnings and that's hard to do because often we want to remain closed off to it because it's too painful and it's too much but they are there if you can open your eyes to them when you're ready or even be open just to the possibility that that it's there even though you don't see it yet it will help you see it when you're ready when you're at that point point but there's so much, there's so much in, in these tragedies in our lives and the, the learnings from it and the opportunities that come if we can open our, our hearts and our minds to them. And the positives, you know, I I now live a much more fulfilled and aligned life than I have ever done. I feel, I feel more confident. I feel more at peace with who I am. I feel more content with everything I have around me. And I know what it is I want. I know where I'm heading and I, I know how to do it. Or I, if I don't know how to do it, I know I can learn how to do it. And that has been huge. That has been huge for me. You know, my life is very different now to what it was before. And I'm not saying I was unhappy before. I didn't know then what I know now so there's been a lot of positives you know my my life is richer obviously I'd rather have learned it in a different way (laughs) um you you know if I could have learned it in a way that meant Simon didn't have to die I would make that choice but I don't have that choice but I can open my mind and I can open my heart to the opportunity and the the positives that have, have come through it my fourth point is that the simplest things bring the most pleasure. Before Simon died, it was always very much about the big things, the big holidays, the, the, the car. Um, you know, I dreamed about winning the lottery and living this big life and having all the, the, the best things. And, it, you know, it, it's it kind of really helped me understand, actually, that just being authentically you, and having that peace and that contentment means so much and also understanding that we don't have to keep doing you you know we are human beings not human doings and sometimes just stopping and being brings so much pleasure and I never understood it I always thought I had to do something to find that joy to find that peace you know it always had to be you know, involve a lot of people, a lot of alcohol, a lot of food, spending a lot of money um, so that I looked good. And and it, it just, it, it, it didn't actually. Um, I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time, but it it wasn't that true inner peace that I have found now, you know, and my, my walks in nature, a hug from someone you love, A coffee whilst watching the world go by and sat in the sunshine is one of my favorite things to do ever. Sitting by the sea, you know, walking along the the, the coastline and, you know, seeing the views just brings me so much joy. The simplest things. And I think we engage more with life, you know, and that really is quite enriching. Because I probably was quite disengaged before, um, you know, not not intentionally. It, it was just I, I didn't know. I hadn't I hadn't seen the beauty in the simple things and the little things that bring us the, the most joy, the most love, the most pleasure, you know, and is understanding that, that that grief is inevitable you know we are all going to grieve in life whether that's through the the death of someone you love or grieving the loss of something that once was that no longer is and that can come in many forms it, it is going to, to hit us all and it's going to hurt but we have to choose to let the happiness in afterwards and and starting with the simplest things in life can be a good stepping stone but actually, it also helps us see where, where that, that happiness is. Um, and, and understanding, you know, I, th- I think it's really, for me, it's been really important that I, d- I don't make Simon's death more important than his life. And, and I have to, I have to focus on that, which allows me to let the happiness in and, and find it in, in the simple things that I've discovered along the way. The fifth thing I've learned, um, which I've already touched on, is how to be kinder to myself. It has been a huge wake-up call for me. Going through my my own coaching and working on me, investing in me, really made me understand that my inner critic wasn't a very nice person. You you know, I wanted to be a nice person. I treated everyone else well, and I was kind, and I was supportive, and I did my best. And I would always say that the nicest things... (laughs) But when it came to me, and I still have to pull myself up on this, by the way, I'm I'm not perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about just creating that awareness and trying to be better. But, you know, I just was so cruel to myself. No wonder I felt so rubbish. And, and, you know, Simon's death brought about an opportunity um, for me to, you know, take hold of my life to invest in me to do the inner work to understand who I am my relationship with myself my internal dialogue you know how my past has kind of formed my present and and how I want to change that and make it look different so that I can feel different on the inside because when we feel different on the inside when we're kinder to ourselves everything else around us feels better 100 percent. our relationships become better our lives become better our choices are better everything is better you know and and we have to be realistic with our expectations that we put on ourselves because god we are just brutal you know we set these really high bars that we've got to achieve and it's not kind it's not fair It's not realistic, it's not sustainable. And and you have to question yourself sometimes, why am I setting that bar so high? And then when I don't reach it, I'm just gonna kick myself whilst I'm down because I'm pathetic and I can't get there. And you can, you know? And it's, it's changing that internal dialogue. It's taking time for you. It's investing in you and who you are, putting those boundaries in place, saying no when you want to say no and yes when you want to say yes. And, and validating you, you know, I used to be terrible. there with this one craving this external validation all the time, asking everyone else what they thought. And I wanted everyone else to tell me that they thought I was a good person. It meant nothing because I didn't believe it for myself. So somebody would say something nice to me and you go away and you kind of dismiss it or you find the reason as to why that's not true. It doesn't really work. Um, As a concept, anyway, but you don't realize that until you kind of step outside of yourself and and look in at what you're doing, you know, looking at your thoughts, looking at your feelings, and looking at your behaviors and and asking yourself, why do I do those things? Where have those thoughts come from? Are they true? Are they fact? Why am I feeling like that? And, And why am I acting in that way? And are all these things helping me create the life I want to live? And, and, you know, often there's this conflict between what you want and what you're doing, but we don't put we don't put it together. We can't see it. Um, so it was absolutely huge for me. And, and I think, you know, in that being kind to myself and, and not expecting ridiculous things from myself that, you know, understanding that pain and joy can coexist The two can be true, and one doesn't diminish the other in in any way, shape, or form. And you know what it's like when you're grieving and you have a good time and you beat yourself up for it. You think this is disrespectful. This is awful. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be living my life. I shouldn't be wanting the best out of it. And why? You know, why? Because you can be sad that that person isn't here, but you can also find happiness in your life that the two can be true. And that is how you can be kinder. To yourself you know let's not let's not layer these these heavy feelings with with more discomfort with more negative talk you know let's just let things be as they are meet yourself where you're at ask yourself what do I need what do I need right here right now what do I need to do today for me that's going to help me feel better about me and that could be anything you know take that time think about you be kind be gentle on yourself talk to yourself like you would your best friend and I think finally I think the biggest thing grief has taught me is that we need to be more grief literate as a society death is a taboo subject and it shouldn't be you know we all live, we all die, it's, it's a certainty, and we are all going to lose people along the way. Why are we so scared of it? Why does nobody understand it better? Why is it not talked about more? Why are we not given the tools? Why are we not equipped to deal with these huge losses in our lives and to understand the impact and the effect it has on us? You know, not just the loss of the person, but the secondary losses that come with it, the length of time that that grief goes on for, which, which, by the way, you you know, it's like you will grieve for as long as they're dead. And, you you know, it won't always be that raw, heavy grief, but, you you know, it's there. You will miss them and, and you will love them forever. So I want... I want to try and help, and there's many people out there doing the same thing, to open up the conversation, to to normalize it, to make people feel less alone, less isolated in it, to learn how to be kinder to themselves, you know, That, that life can be meaningful after you've lost someone you love and you can go on with your life, remaining connected to them honoring them and their life and all that they taught you but we're we're not taught that we're taught that okay you can have three weeks off work and then you need to come back and why are you still crying what's wrong with you has something happened (laughs) well yeah (laughs) something has happened and 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 people avoiding you you know because they don't know what to say because they're scared they're going to upset you we this just there has to be a shift because it's just having such a huge impact, a lot like mental health. You know, know, the impact is huge and and people are suffering needlessly because there's so many people out there that can help, that want to help. And and we need to create, you know, more awareness around this. So, you, you know, they are my six learnings. Like I say, it's not all of them, but... You know, you can do things you never dream possible, okay? The most important thing in the world are the people in your world. Even in your darkest days, there will be opportunities and there will be positives. You may not be able to see them just now, but you will in time. Look at the simplest things for pleasure. They don't always have to be big. They could be so simple and easy to reach. Honestly, it doesn't take much to just get outside and move your body in nature. And what that brings you will be so much comfort and nurturing and restoration. It really is wonderful and it's free and it's there. Be kinder to yourself. We have to learn to be kinder to ourselves. And let's be more honest about our grief. You you know, let's help people understand it better. Let's create a more grief literate society. It's so important and it will help us in our grief. It will help others support people in grief, people in the future that are going to be grieving and help people become less uncomfortable with it and more comfortable. They are my thoughts. I hope something resonates, gives you a little bit of hope, brings you some peace, makes you see that what you're feeling, what you're going through, you're not on your own. I'm here, I get it, I understand. And there's so many of us, you know, as much as everyone's circumstances are different and everyone's stories are different, there's a lot of similarities in in how we feel. I'm sending you all lots of love as always and I will look forward to seeing you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. thank you so much for listening today on the widow podcast if you would like to find out more about how i can help you please visit my website www.carensutton.co.uk. i would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future so get in touch let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief